Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Just enjoying the sunshine. Isn't it wonderful? You're going to be terribly burned. No, no. Anyhow, I don't really tan unless I get something of a burn first. Oh, honey, you say that every year. And then you go through agonies and you peel and peel and vow you'll never do it again. Well, I can't <laughs> waste all the sun. No, <sighs> you better get in some shade, though. I don't think it's good for you to sit in that hot sun. No, I'm not, dear. I just finished lunch dishes. You noticed I didn't have any help. Oh, where are they? Oh, they've disappeared, as they seem to do when it's time to do dishes. Oh, is that so? Yes. Betsy! There's no sense calling them, dear. The dishes are done. Well, we better know where they are, anyhow. Yes. Eleanor was so worried about letting Mary Lou come out here. Oh, there they are. There they are. The Betsy! Come here, dear. Now, you be careful. Stay away from that poison ivy. Hey, look, kids. Come over here and play on the beach. Come on. Boy, that's all we need. Take Mary Lou home with a nice case of poison ivy. Yes. Honestly, you worry more about other people's children when you take care of them than you do your own. Yeah. Well, and where were you two when it was time to wipe dishes, huh? Gee, I didn't know you were doing dishes, Mommy. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't, really. Oh, yes, Now, look honest. here. <laughs> when you begged and begged to let Mary Lou come out here with you this weekend, you both promised to help Mommy with the dishes, Betsy, so you wouldn't, she wouldn't have all that extra work. Sorry, Daddy. We'll do all the dinner dishes tonight. Oh, you will. All right, fine. May we go in swimming now? No, it isn't an hour yet since you had lunch, Mary Lou. Another 25 minutes, dear. Gee, Daddy, you're getting awfully red. Yes, you can even see it in the sun, dear. You're quite burned. Don't you think you really are overdoing it? You've been out here all morning. No, no, no. I'll be okay. Well, I don't, I don't. Sit up. Let me rub some more suntan oil on these yeah, shoulders. Yeah, well, sir. okay. Good to me. Get out in the boat, Daddy. He's waving out. 
Huh? Someone in the boat waving at you over right there. Where? Nowhere! Oh, looks like Mr. Kramer. That's his boat. Oh, yeah, so it is. Hi! Wanna see you! <laughs> What'd he say? I don't know. He said he wanted to see you. Want to see me? What would Gil Kramer want with me? Well, we'll soon know. He's pulling up to the dock. <laughs> if we had our lives to live over again, many of us might choose the rough and tumble atmosphere of the frontier to live in. Cowboys, Indians, and all that. Others, however, would ask for a more civilized existence. In science, perhaps, or art, or medicine. Well, as it happens, both ways of life are open to you every Saturday on CBS Radio, as most of these stations bring you the stories of gun smoke and city hospital. That's like having your cake and eating it, too, isn't it? For without sacrificing any of the adventure of your own lifetime, you can enjoy the excitement our pioneers knew and share in the warm human experiences that bring the physician his deepest rewards. Don't wait for that proverbial chance to live your life over again. Join us on CBS Radio every Saturday instead. Here you'll enjoy rousing Western adventure on gun smoke and an emotion-charged story on City Hospital. Well, they couldn't be more different from the lives that most of us lead, and they couldn't be more entertaining either. <laughs> Now stand back until Mr. Kramer gets the boat tied up. Stay out of his way now. Oh, they're all right. Boy, yeah. that's a beautiful boat you got there, girl. <laughs> we have a ride in it? Oh, yes. Could we? Oh, Betsy, Mary Lou, girl. Oh, that's all right. I might have time to take you out for a spin. Depends on what kind of luck I have with your daddy, Betsy. Oh, what do you mean? Well, uh, <clears throat> I've got kind of a favor to ask you. I'm in charge of the Fourth of July program over at the pavilion tonight. Are there going to be fireworks? Uh, sure. Can we go, Mommy? Can we? Oh, oh, now, look, you are interrupting Mr. Kramer now. Well, I, I'll make it short and snappy. You know Mr. Weldon, Henry Weldon? Well, he was uh -huh. supposed to give the address tonight to open the program, and he suddenly got taken ill. So, oh, my gosh, you're not asking me to give a speech. Yes, I am. Oh, oh golly, I, I can't. What kind of a speech? Oh, you know, just a short one, just a few words commemorating the 4th of July. Patriotic stuff. You know, American independence and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. well... Uh... It seems to me I saw in the paper a little while back that you folks went on a trip to Boston yes, and did. saw all the sights. Uh -huh. So it came to me that you'd be a pretty good guy to, to say a few words, uh -huh. you know. Oh, you would, dear. <laughs> oh, well, I, I hate giving speeches. Well, if you're really strapped... I, I certainly would appreciate it. Uh -huh. Oh, say yes, Daddy, so we can go in the boat. Oh, oh, well, okay, all right, I'll do it. Oh, all right, girls, come on, climb in. Now you sit in one spot. Don't get up and move around, girls. Here, wear your life preserver. Oh, Mother. Come on, put them on. I'm not taking chances. Oh, now do exactly as Mr. Kramer oh, says. Now, is there anything I can do for you, huh? No, 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 you better get paper and pencil. I think I'll lie right out here in the sun and write my speech. <laughs> Oh, golly, now I wish I hadn't said I'd do Oh, honey, now stop worrying. I know you're going to do just fine. What is it? What's the matter? Look, I am sorry, but I just cannot think with those girls making so much noise. Betsy, now... Mary Lou, now stop it. Now just go play somewhere else. Daddy is writing a speech, Betsy. Where we go? Well, go put your swimming suits on. You can go in the lake. I'll, I'll watch you. My daddy never writes out his speeches. 
He just gets up and gives them. And he gives lots of speeches. Yeah, well... Go get your swimming suit on, Mary Lou. There's some dry ones on the line. My daddy always says we should learn to think on our feet. Oh, he does. Uh, Mary, uh, Betsy, go take Mary Lou and, and get your swimsuits on now. Yeah. Too bad my daddy isn't here. He could help you. Either you girls get your swimming suits on right now, or I'm not going to help you. Go on. Come on, Mary Lou, come on. Okay. Betsy, can your daddy play a saxophone? I don't know. I don't think so. My daddy can. Go on now, girls. I can't stand that kid. Honey, I can't. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know you're supposed to love all children, whether they're yours or not. But I just cannot cotton to that Mary Lou. My daddy this, my daddy that. Honey, my now that's daddy, only my... natural. She tells me her mother does things differently than I do. Yeah. I'm sure Betsy does the same thing when she goes places, too. I know she brags about you. Yeah? <laughs> she does? Uh, How do you know? Well, I just... I mean, uh, what'd she say? Well, I don't know, dear. Somebody told me. You know, yeah? Well, mm-hmm. well, well, what? I mean... <laughs> And it bragged about me, uh, huh? Oh, she talked about you, yeah. whatever she said. What'd you say? No, I don't... Oh, yes. Huh? Betsy told a room full of people that her daddy had a double-jointed thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Come on. How are you doing this speech? Well, hmm? actually, I'm going along all right, but I want to get a real snappy ending, you know. Yeah, are you going to read it to me? Yeah, okay, now look, I want your honest opinion oh, on this. Oh, you now. always say that, dear, and then you get mad when I do pipe no, up. No, 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 I don't get mad. Now, I never get mad, but sometimes you pick some trivial thing and you keep harping on it when it's not important. Okay, dear, I'll sit right here and be your devoted audience. All right, now hold on, let me get yeah. my pages in order here. Uh, well, I can tell you one thing right now, it's too long. I haven't even read it to you yet. Well, I can see you've got pages there. And believe me, dear, the shorter it is, the better. What I wrote down here is very interesting yes, now. Yes, well, well, let's hear it then. See what you said there. Maybe something we can cut out. <laughs> Golly. On the other hand, I may be so spellbound we wouldn't want to change a word. No. <laughs> Go on, dear. You really write very nice speeches. Let's hear it. <clears throat> all right, all right. Now, you be quiet. Yeah. Uh, we are gathered here tonight to celebrate the beginning of America's fight for independence to celebrate the launching of our country's freedom. And now that our great ship of state has come through turbulent waters and raging storms with many captains at her helm, uh, seeking that quiet, peaceful harbor with her sails of liberty billowing... What's the matter? Well, nothing. You don't like it? Yes. Very good, dear. It really is. But? Well, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a little flowery. Flowery? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, dear. Flowery? Yes, I think it's a little flowery. You mean, I thought that was a darn good opening, comparing our country to a great ship of state with the captains and the uh-huh. sails of liberty? Yes, uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, well uh, go on and finish it, and then we'll go over the Honestly, whole thing. Honestly, sometimes, I, you know... <coughs> all, right, all right, all right, all uh, right. Some weeks ago, on a trip to Boston, I, I stood on Bunker Hill, looking at the Bunker Hill Monument, the very spot where blood was shed for you the freedom... You weren't standing on Bunker Hill there. Certainly I was. I got off the sightseeing bus and I stood right... Stood smack. on Breed's Hill. Huh? Don't you remember the guide pointed out to us that the Bunker Hill Monument is not on Bunker Hill? That what is often thought of as Bunker Hill is really Breed's Hill? Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Well, certainly it matters. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Look, everybody thinks of it as Bunker Hill anyhow. That's the important thing. Anybody who's been to Boston, in fact, most people know that it is really Breed's Hill where the monument is... Not Bunker Hill. Look, most people do not think any such thing, and I certainly cannot say I I stood on Breed's Hill beside the Bunker Hill Monument. Well, it would certainly be more accurate. Mommy, come on, please. Oh, uh, well, I said they could go swimming. I've got to watch them. I thought you were going to listen to my speech. It's too long. 
I haven't even read it. Well, I can see it's too long. And I know there's nothing that makes a speech writer or a speech giver matter than to be told his speech is too long, but yours is too long. Now, don't make it more than one page, dear, at the most. You'll be on the bandstand. People will be milling about, talking, eating hot dogs, swatting mosquitoes. The loudspeaker never works properly. Every other sentence won't be heard at all. And when you're all through, people are going to say, who was that and what was he talking about? Well, you're certainly an inspiration, a tower of strength. <laughs> you write a shorter speech, yeah. sweetheart. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. For a moment, let's talk about the news and about a friend of mine named Mrs. Johnston. At the moment, the big news in Mrs. Johnston's life is the birth of a granddaughter. Well, last night she flew a thousand miles to make the young lady's acquaintance. But Mrs. Johnston isn't completely self-centered. She knows that in the world around her, there is other news which affects her life and may touch her new granddaughter's life, too. Every day, Mrs. Johnston has depended on her local CBS radio station for her news of the world and of the nation. Now that she's a thousand miles from home, she can still depend as thoroughly and as completely on the CBS radio station in her granddaughter's hometown. With an accuracy of scheduling and a split-second timing unrivaled by ship, plane, or train, the CBS radio network sends to its affiliated stations the reporting of Edward R. Murrow, Alan Jackson, Lowell Thomas, Douglas Edwards, and its other newsmen. Wherever they go, a hundred, a thousand, or three thousand miles across America, the Mrs. Johnstons and Mr. Johnstons can get their favorite news programs because CBS Radio is a network. What is it? What's the matter, Mr. Kramer? Well, I just came to pick him up and go on over to the pavilion. He says he can't make it. Oh, of course he can. Girls, I'm going up the cottage. Now, don't you go near the water. Of course he can make the speech, Mr. Kramer. He wrote a short one that I think is absolutely magnificent. Dear... Now, honey, you are certainly going to give that speech. Why, the second one you wrote is really splendid. It's short and simple. It's just perfect. You aren't scared. I can't get dressed. What's the matter? Oh, honey, look at that sunburn. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Somebody's got to give the address of welcome. Oh, we go through this every year. You always overdo it Never here. again, I tell you. Never oh, again. Come on, now. You promised Mr. Kramer oh. you'd give the speech, and you wrote a wonderful one. Uh. You also promised the girls you'd take them with you to see the fireworks. Now, come on. Help me get him into his shirt, Mr. Kramer, will you? Here. Put here. your arm out. Oh, I'll slide the sleeve on real easy. Now, come oh, on, now, careful. Take it easy now, oh, will you, please? Right. Oh, you do this every year, dear. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. I always think I'm going to get a good suntan in one day. <laughs> careful, please. Oh, oh, my poor daddy. Yeah, sure. My daddy never burns. He just gets the most wonderful tan. Girls, go yeah. wait in the car. Go on, Mary Lou and Betsy. Go on out now. I don't know why it is. Bed. People never learn, do they? No, we go through this every year. Now, get his shoes on, will you? Oh, oh easy, please. Don't watch that Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie and Barbara Myers and Charles Mendick and is produced by Walt.